guys, we were talking about health and the importance of it. And basically what came what came to be of that conversation is I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw a girl post a transformation and basically she did a prep and then she went back into a bulk and then she did another prep and she just looked absolutely insane. And I, I looked over at Nick and I was like, you know, I showed him the video and I was like, isn't this insane? And I was like, well, I think I said something about people that don't work out just not even once or twice a week at the least blows my mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not what you said though. Well, I you said, said, what did I say? You said people that don't work out at least once a week are pieces of shit. <laughs> and I think it should be. <laughs> I think it should be shit. noted exactly what you God said. Goddamn. Brother, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to censor that shit for the podcast. Come on. Yeah, no, I did. Blows say that. my mind. Okay. <laughs> I did say that, baby. Right. I just, I don't know. Like, what's your take on it? Because when I, I don't know. I feel like health. This is why I said that. I feel like health and wellness is so thrown in our face, especially these past two years with, uh, you know the COVID bullshit and stuff. And if you're going to sit there and like not work out and not try to better your, your health, but you'll go take a vaccine and you'll go do this and you'll go do that, you know, feeding into big pharma, all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. I just, but you don't step foot into a gym. You don't even have a gym membership. There's just a lot to be said about that. And uh, yeah, I'm judging, like I'm judging big time. So that's kind of where I came at the angle I came at with that. What is your take on it, babe? Because you have a good you have good shit to say about that. That was just I was a conversation starter, and Nick like went off on a tangent. It was a really good one. So, well, first I'll give you how I view it. Um, I don't necessarily think that you're a piece of shit if you don't work out. I think there's a lot of productive you members. Look bad, huh? You make me look babe, bad. Just let me give you my take. You're not looking bad. Let me, let me go into my – All right. There's a lot of productive members of society that are not healthy or not fit. Would I ever hang out with that person? No. I would never make that person part of my life. Um, you brought up how important health is due to the media and everything like this. I think if you promote a vaccine or any type of pharmaceutical drug but you don't prioritize health in a way that – you should, which is through proper nutrition, fitness, you know, getting proper sleep, lowering your stress levels, that type of thing, that I think you're a hypocrite. I think that you're not serious about health. Um, I think you're not knowledgeable about health. But I, I also think like we as people have an obligation to be healthy and um, to Thrive as a species. Thrive, yeah, to succeed. Like it's in our DNA to want to do better and want to make more money and want to look good and want to be appealing. Like everybody wants that, right? Everybody wants people to like them and people to want to be like them. Or like I just think that's a natural thing that people typically want and desire. So how can you say that you want those things but then you don't prioritize or, your health? Or cry about not having those things and make a scene. You complain, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other story. So you can't. You can't complain about that. But then you don't 
do what you know needs to happen to get there. It's crazy because some, so there's like a couple different things that just flew into my mind. Um, here's my theory or like my idea of health and its role on a singular human being. I feel like when somebody's born, they grow up and granted they might have good genes, they might have bad genes. Bad genes meaning not necessarily bad, but like, okay, some kids grow up and they're like all obese from the start. Like they're just very heavy kids, heavy set, grow up and be heavier, point blank. Some kids um, are born with, you know, the typical, what are those body types called? Mesomorph and then ectomorphs and endomorphs. Endomorphs. So I forget which one the, the skinny one is. I think it's endo. But like the more slimmer fit. Some people are born like that. And basically, if you're not making an effort to make yourself better, then you're failing the human species. Like you are failing yourself. Because we weren't born to be obese. We weren't what do we start out as chimpanzees? <laughs> I'm going so far back. Chips. But like I don't know. I think you're setting a bad example for everybody. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Like if you if you walk around like that, one, there's no way, in my opinion, that somebody can walk around extremely obese and really feel happy inside. I I just I can't see the correlation there. Um you know, I think it goes back to doing hard things and um I know a really happy fat person though. Do? You? Yeah. So I don't know. Like genuinely happy. Yeah. So hold on. I think we should reword that because there are people that do not prioritize health and wellness and they are happy living the life that they live. And listen, we're not sitting here trying to tell you guys like how to live your life or how to feel about your own life. We're just giving you our take on how we feel about health and wellness and the importance of it in people's lives. So you can have your own opinion and live the life that you want. That's fine. But here's where we come from and here's why. We don't, we, we don't think that we were all put on this or each of us were put here to live a life of obesity. I don't think that that's failing our species. So I do know very fat, happy people. But I don't know. I just wanted to intervene there. I, I don't think that. I don't know. I can't even speak on it because I'm just like, I'm confused by it too. Like, I don't know how they can live and exist being obese and happy. I don't get it. I never will understand it because we come from a different background and different interests um, or priorities, I should say. But I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out and be a bodybuilder. I'm not saying you got to go out and work, work out five days a week to feel happy or make the gym even a part of your lifestyle every single day. But I do think that if you know deep down inside that you're not healthy, mm. like you're not healthy, you eat like shit, you look like shit, you, you know, you can't fit in certain clothes, you're afraid, you're self-conscious when it's summertime and everybody's got their shirt off and you can't do that. I think from one angle or another, it still fucks with you mentally 
and it still makes you unhappy in certain situations because you know that you should be doing one thing and you're doing the other thing. Okay, valid. Yes. So I'm not saying directly like people are unhappy because they don't prioritize fitness. You may be happy in one area of your life. You may have a very happy relationship because that person accepts you for who you are based on how you look and that makes you happy and that makes you comfortable. But I guarantee you go into another avenue of your life, you're not going to be happy in a certain situation because there's that sense of guilt that you feel within yourself with the decisions that you make. And there's good decisions, moral decisions, decisions that you know are good for you and good for everybody around you. And when you neglect that, whether you show it or not, you can't sit with yourself at night and say, I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with myself. And that's kind of where I come at when I say that it's hard for me to see people that are obese or not healthy and just making poor health decisions by, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're fat. It could be you live a life of doing drugs. You drink heavily. You, uh, you know, you're over overly medicated. You just eat like shit, but you don't necessarily look like shit. Well, maybe your body just never gets overweight, but you still make poor health decisions by what you're putting in your body. I still think I, I consider those all different areas of health. And I know that when you make certain decisions that you know are neglecting your health and that are not good for you and things that just make you think whether you should be doing it or not, it's hard for you to lay in bed at night and really be happy with the choices that you're making. Damn. Does that make more sense? I'm going to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm out of here. This is your show, babe. That made such good sense, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. So it just kind of correlates in a sense of like, you keep doing something that you know is not helping you in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. It's just instant. It's just instant. Um. So, yes, like you might go watch porn and go about your day with good energy, but it's like when you don't have that porn, your energy is shit. So same thing with health and wellness. It's like you go about your life relying on medications and eating shit and you feel good in that moment. You feel fine. But when you really are in, you know, at the beach and you're seeing people take off their shirts and you can't, that's when it gets to you. So it's just kind of like an equivalent type of thing, like watching porn, making terrible health decisions, all those things. Yeah, you do it even though you know it's going to make you feel guilty. You're going to feel guilty after it, but you want that instant gratification and you think that that's what makes you happy is what's right in front of you, like eating that burger. Like binging, binge eating. I just watched a whole series on YouTube of this girl who, you know, went through a reverse diet and and could not stick to her reverse diet macros. It's a lot of things that happen with bikini competitors. They can't nail the reverse diet. Because there's so much temptation to eat, eat, eat. And this girl was getting up in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. when everyone was asleep and going into the pantry and eating a jar of peanut butter. It was like that KT Fit girl that I just I'm like obsessed with now. She used to binge and you would never, you never know, you never see it. But she stopped that shit and she went back. She got called a coach up and said, listen, 
I need to talk to you because I can't stop binging. And they had, she was vulnerable and she admitted her, her issue. She admitted that she kept fucking up mm-hmm. and she did something about it. And I feel like she could have kept going and going and binging and binging and gotten fat, lost her career, lost all her followers because no one's looking at her for, at her for being fat. They're looking at her for being fit. So she made the change and, you know, took the step to reaching out to her coach and changing that lifestyle. So um, people that, that don't, I don't know. It just, I don't know how those relate, but. I think there's, I think there's two levels of happiness. I think there's a false level of happiness and an actual level of happiness. And I think people get to that false level of happiness and they think that that's honestly what makes them happy. And the difference is your instant gratification stuff, your temporary gratification, and then you actually fulfilling your purpose. And that's the next level of happiness that I don't think people actually reach. They never tap into it. They think that they're happy because that cookie is going to be really good. It's going to make them feel good and it's going to make them, you know, do good for the rest of the day. They think that buying that new item that they have to have right now is going to make them happy for good, but it's really just going to make you happy for that moment. They think that that porn video is going to all of a sudden, you know, do something really gratifying or really satisfying for them and it's going to feel really good, but really it's just... It's a level of happiness, but what you but when you find out what actually makes you happy, like true passion for things, and um, you doing things that just make you feel good at the end of at the end of the day, when there's nothing else but you and your thoughts at the end of the day, like you think back and you're like, man, I can sleep well at night because I made that decision or because I did this. You'll never get that from watching a porn video. You'll never get that from eating shit food and feeling the way that you do. I just think of like my happiness on two different levels and I know what makes me really, really happy and I know what makes me somewhat happy. And if I can sacrifice the somewhat happy to get that real happiness, then I will. All right. I I have a perfect example actually. Okay. Right now I'm living, I'm living through that. I have when I first started these low calories for my prep, um, I'm four weeks out from my show right now. So I've been on low calories for about four weeks, maybe even longer, maybe five. But I, it was, it was tough transitioning into low, those low calories like that. Like I'm in a huge deficit right now. It's a very aggressive approach. Well, with those low calories came a lot of mental blocks. I was just, I was pissed off that my food was low. And I also had, I started getting like um sneaky like i started sneaking in a couple of little snacks here and there when you weren't around or like when you were at work i would be like i i can go in, i can go into that cabinet right now and get some chips like i, I can go take a handful of cereal right now and i'll be good to, and i'll be good I just nobody need, will know just need a little bit but guess what i was stuck at 130 on the fucking scale for two weeks and i was like what is going on type of thing. And granted that wasn't because I was snacking. It was because of something completely different, but in my head, I'm thinking it's all you because knew. of the snacking. That's what you were right. Thinking. So I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta stop doing that shit. I gotta, I gotta 
cut out the extra dressings, the calories, the, the little handfuls of chips or whatever I was taking, thinking that it's just, it's just a handful. It is just a bite. No, 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 no. Like that shit for me, it added up. But when I stopped doing that, it wasn't even scale dropped or any of that stuff. It was my mentality, my mental state. When I woke up that next morning, I felt good about myself when I didn't grab the extra handful of shit because I knew that that scale was going to be lower because I did not cheat myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know. I just, that was my personal experience with what you were talking about is yes my level of happiness when i stick to my plan and i don't cheat myself is subpar like it's so high but on those days when i do cheat a little bit like today i did not i did not cheat i had my perfect macros and i was and i feel good right now and i know when i wake up tomorrow i'm gonna feel really good because you made all the good decisions today to set you up for where you want to be exactly i look so you gave like a an example, like a, a very specific example of something you do on a daily, daily task Makes that relates to happiness. That. Yeah. False level of happiness, actual level of happiness. I think of it more large scale. I think of in terms of you, I think of your lifestyle when you was, you were making those decisions that made you temporarily happy, like going out partying on the weekends and eating whatever you wanted to and snacking on your mom's cheesecake. Yeah. All those stuff that you thought like made you happy, Filled. made you feel yeah. good, right? Like that's what you wanted. But how happy were you with the life that you were living right then? Not happy. Versus the life that you're living right now. Yeah. Not doing that stuff, making those sacrifices. Night and day. Mm-hmm. I would say it's night and day. I would say you're in a much better spot. I would say you're much happier. I would say your energy level is more like you're just – you're intense. Because I always knew. You're awake. Yeah. When I was younger, I always knew. Younger as in like teens, late teens. Um, I always knew that. I always admired people that were in the fitness industry. I looked up to people that looked amazing. And I was like, I would look fucking sick if I could look like her. You know? And I feel like as kids, even you, babe, like, I feel like we always had those people that we looked up to, those role models, right? And the fact that I'm finally seeing that my body and my mind working together is capable of achieving a body like that is fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And it is the most rewarding, proudest feeling I've ever had. So I feel the most proud of myself right now making those hard decisions instead of giving into the temporary temptation the temporary gratification of or feeling of eating that snack right the feeling i have right now knowing that i did the hard shit and i'm doing the hard shit and i'm still going to continue to do the hard shit to look insane like this is the best level of happy and people will look in on my prep journey and other prep journeys and be like oh they must be miserable i don't know how many times my family was like you're starving yourself like my fucking my dad said that the other day and I was like, shut up, dude. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not starving myself. It looks like to you I'm starving myself because you eat shit all day. And like that goes for a lot of people. They look at my macro, they look at me eating on Instagram or whatever, and they think that girl's literally not eating anything. I could never do that. No, you can do that. And I am eating, I'm just eating really healthy shit. Shit that you would not put in your mouth, shit that you would push to the side and take the cookie over. So Yeah, you're Hard is always going to equal happy. Mm-hmm. Like you know in your mind what's hard to do 
but the shit that you need to do. Hard equals happy. And we always have the route that we could take. You know, you could keep avoiding that and thinking about it and thinking about it like you always do, or you could do it. And what you're going to realize when you do it and you start doing difficult things, you're going to start succeeding. You're going to start moving up in life. You're going to start hitting another level. And with that naturally comes happiness because you look back and you're like, damn, I was right there. Now I'm right here. Now I'm in this bracket making money. Now I'm looking like this. And that picture back in 2016, I look, wow, I I thought it was Jack there, but I was, I wasn't shit right there. Now I'm shit. And moving uh, up in businesses, moving up in in your company and going for that dream job. Like it it all correlates and looking better. And then you meet people that are also doing the same shit as you and the same energy level as you. And that's how you build strong relationships. And that's actual happiness to me. And I think most people don't even ever tap into that level because they're so stuck at that first level of happiness, that comfort level, that complacent level. It's a fake level of happiness. good enough. But the whole start of this conversation started because we started talking about how health was promoted over social media and just the media in general, the news and whatnot. And think about what they want. They want you to be at that regular level of happiness. They don't want you to be at the actual level of happiness because if everybody was thriving like that, we're uncontrollable. Yeah. Going back to what you just said about hard equals happy, I always used to say choose your hard. And I think that in this t- in this context, guys, being poor is hard. Being rich is is hard. Getting there, getting to being rich is hard. Being fat is hard. Being fit is hard. You got to choose your hard. So whatever it is in life that you're thinking about right now, Think about one end of the spectrum and then think about the other end. They're both hard to deal with. Just choose your hard. That's it. I chose health. I chose taking care of my body. I, I pushed I pushed that shitty lifestyle aside and I said, you know what? That was it was hard living like that. Cause I knew I was so so much more capable of something better and greater, you know? And I knew my body was capable of awesome things. I just I was so comfortable where I was. I was comfortable eating that cheesecake and going out on the weekends and being peer pressured into doing all those things and whatnot. But, oh my gosh, the life I live right now is really hard, but it's so much, it's such a better hard. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It's a better feeling overall. Yeah. Like it's true happiness. Because if you have like a job that, you know, you're sitting at this place in your job and you're not, you know that you don't want to stay there forever, but it's good enough for now good enough for now nick i think you can talk on this like you have to shoot high you gotta aim high um because whether you stay there at that position or you reach high for that new position and you get it they're both going to be really really hard it's going to be hard to sit there and it's going to be hard to reach for it so choose your hard guys the only thing that we really have left to lean on is our fitness and our health and how we take care of ourselves because we gave up on the government. Everybody's slowly giving up on the government. Like as much as we hate to hate to believe it, it's happening. Um, we don't trust them anymore. Uh, you know, we don't trust the, the legal system anymore. So anything that, if we have anything to rely on, it's ourselves. 
at this point. So that's a good point. I love what you're talking about right there. So you should want to make yourself completely self-reliant and not have to rely on anybody else for anything, whether it be getting your food or making money or getting around, um, providing for your family, you know, it's your obligation really as a person, uh, especially a man to be completely self-reliant and make it make, become the strongest man you can be like on all regards. You ain't going to do that by eating Twinkies and sitting down and, and relying on vaccines yeah. and medications either. So that's kind of how we it's embarrassing. It. It, yeah. you're, you're an embarrassment it to is. men. If you're living your life like that, I'm sorry. And you know how Sean, what Sean Whalen always says, get your house in order, get your fucking house in order because he gave up on the government. He, what, he, what, he went and bought a huge ranch and he goes out there and it's just in the middle of nowhere. And it's, it's his own, it's his own spot where there's no news, no nothing, no influence. So get your house in order, get your health in order, get your life in order. I don't know. I just, I feel like the only thing we have to rely on or the only thing that we as humans have left to rely on is us as ourselves. That's how it's always been. But now it's just exposed. Yeah. Like now everybody's realizing that, oh shit, you know, there's just this group of little people up here that's controlling the masses. Yeah. And it's fucking wild that it's got to this point for us to realize that. But now it's you said it right, and there's no other way to say it. You, no one's coming to save you. No one, you know. You you have to become self-sufficient. It's your obligation to do better and to be the best person that you could be, the strongest, most successful, so that at the end of your fucking life, you can look back and say, "I did everything that I wanted to do. I accomplished everything that I wanted to do." And to me, like, there's no worse thought than me about to die thinking that you know i had all these aspirations to do this thing and i had this vision of my life that i wanted to live but i never even tried or i never even like put the effort into it to get that life you stayed at that comfort yeah like you knew you knew you could do more like you could think back at your life and just think about i blew that five years or i blew that 10 years like i i could have invested more time and effort into this life and to know that you never have the shot again and you got to live with yourself and the decisions that you made knowing that you wanted this but you only had this that's the worst that's the worst thought for me possible like i never want to be able to look back at my life and think that this is what i really wanted but i never even tried or i never went for it and once you do go for it and once you do get to that that spot of like achieving something greater than what you were doing you unlock such a number of potentials for yourself. So for me personally, like my example of that would be, you know, I'm, I'm really happy I broke through that, that barrier that instead of just sitting at that physical mental level I was at in my late teens, I was like, you know, no, I'm more, I'm capable of so much more. And I trusted myself and I went into a, a prep process and now I'm like, I, I think that I can do just about anything I put my mind to when it comes to physical fitness. Before, I didn't think that at all. And so that's my personal experience or my my example for that. And like for you, babe, what came into my head was you said in your past relationships, you weren't giving 100%. You were giving about 50. And 
and you realize that that's something that you needed to change about yourself because nothing would ever work out if you didn't. Um, so, you know, now we're here and you're giving this relationship so much more effort and energy that you've ever given before than you've ever given before, right? So, I don't know. I just feel like that ties into just you don't you're, – you're not dying with any regrets. Like, you fix those areas of your life that you needed to fix. And that's just one area to speak on, but there's a million more. And it's so important to to really, like, reflect on on – you know, what you're doing in your life and just where you really need to improve because no one's coming to save you, like you said. And we really have to rely on ourselves to do the dirty work and make the hard decisions and live hard for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you start putting 100% effort into one area, you start to see other areas that you're flying into and you start to begin, you start to give more effort toward all those areas because you know what you're capable of after that first one. Right. And you know, it's the old saying goes, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I learned that once I started giving a hundred percent into all my passions, you know, it became who I was and it becomes, you just become a very intense person about everything that you do, whether it be a relationship or a job or a business or your workout, like, I'll be able, if I keep this pace up, or at the very least keep this pace up, if not improve it, if I do this for the rest of my life, even if I don't get to the exact picture in my mind where I want to be, I'll know that I gave everything I had and I, I gave that relationship everything that I could have done. I gave my business everything that I wanted to give to it. I could live at the end of the day and be comfortable, be happy with the decisions that I made. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, it didn't pan out, but I tried. I gave it everything. Yeah. And I think most people don't even try or they don't even. Or they're telling themselves that they're trying and giving 100%. When really but you're lying not. yourself. Yep, because you're cheating yourself like you do in a lot of different areas of your life. You know when you're giving something 100. You yeah. just, there's no doubting that. Like. It takes work. It takes a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Like this relationship takes work. Yeah. You know, but we work at it and it comes easy to us because we work at it. And when you start giving all that effort in, you're going to start receiving the same effort back, mm -hmm. I feel like. And it's just like, a, it's not just with relationships too. It's like the more you put in, the more you get out and you're going to start seeing more attention to your business. You're going to see more opportunity for promotion with your job. You're going to see better results when you get more effort into your workouts. And, you know, when you start treating your partner like a queen, you get treated like a king. And that's just what I've seen based on effort levels. Why aren't y'all relationships? You know, why do you feel like you're not fully fulfilled and fully engulfed in your relationship from your partner? Probably because you're putting a shit ass effort out. Probably because you're not meeting that person's love language. She probably expects one thing from you and you're giving her another thing or half ass of that one effort. And in return, you guys got, you guys have an average relationship. Um, there is time in the day to invest 100% into everything that you're doing in that day. It comes down to time management and it comes down to deciding what you actually want to focus on. You can't focus on everything. You pick what is the most important areas of your life based around the vision of the life that you want. My girlfriend, my business, my health and fitness. 
my family? How can I give a hundred percent? I can give a hundred percent to four things and cut everything else out. And the way that I look at my life now is like people have to earn their way into my life to, for me to give all that effort mm. and that energy, yeah. which is why I just don't hang out with a lot of people. It's why I've cut a lot of people out, you know, because you start when you come into my life and you're something new or not someone, but something comes into my life that's new. It starts taking away from my hundred over here, like yep. my business and my relationship. So you got to be really fucking valuable to me to be worth part of that core. So if you're not relationship, business, fitness, family, okay, how, what do you do for me that I can give a hundred percent to you? And, uh, you got to find out what's your, what do you want to invest in? Where do you want to invest your time? And what can you give a hundred percent when you decide what that is for you and you start actually giving the full hundred, your life's going to change. And it's just going to be a very fulfilling feeling that's going to get you to that top level of happiness. Yo. The fuck? <laughs> Shit. My brain is rattled. So good. Babe, it was awesome. Guys, we'll see you next week, maybe.